Hey everybody, how are you in uh, Canadian Money Nation? Ken Lane here, the Canadian Money Monk, and I'm uh, coming to you today to talk to you, you know, just about uh, about hope, about the future, about the current pandemic. Uh, you know, these last six or eight weeks, the economy's come to uh, an abrupt halt like none of us have ever seen before. The amount of people who are now unemployed or furloughed has reached numbers that we have never seen in in such a short time before. And uh, unfortunately, the only thing running worse, you know, or worse than the pandemic right now is the fear. And that has been so contagious. That's been more contagious than the pandemic. You know, what, you know, is fear running amok through people and it's coming at you every day. You're bombarded by it. If you're spending your days and your nights just watching the news and reading the articles and going online and, you know, uh, any major news site, any major um, website with news links, it's just bad news after bad news after bad news. And, and you know what? It's not healthy for you. And it just promotes fear and it makes your mind focus on the bad news. And one of the things I'd like to talk about is focus and the power of focus. I mean, right now, everybody should be focusing on what do I need need to do today to make things better? For me, my wife, my husband, you know, my significant other, my kids, my family, my life. What can I do today to make tomorrow better? And take everything one day at a time, but think of the positive. And the power of focus has been well documented. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, think of it this way. If you're, maybe before this pandemic hit, uh, you were out and you bought a new car. And now... You know, you spent so much time thinking about that car and negotiating the price, getting the right color, getting the right features. It's got the right look that you want. And it's perfect, perfect for you, perfect for your family. And you take this car home. And then before long, you start noticing that car everywhere. The the same model, the same color, and you'd never really noticed it before. You hadn't seen it out. You thought, you know, you were a little more unique. And that's just the power of focus because you had this intense focus on buying this car. And then now due to that intense focus, you've built these filters in your mind and now you're able to see them everywhere. And that's just the creation or the power of focus. You know, so you've got to decide what you want to do if you want to focus on the good or the bad. You know, I know a lot of you have lost your jobs right now but there's still jobs to be had out there. If you need to deliver pizza, if you need to work at Walmart, work at a distribution center, a fulfillment center, you know, work for a logistics company, work for a FedEx or a Perlator, reach out to the people that you know, reach out to your network, find out who may be hiring if you're out of work right now. Even if it's a little bit, I mean, with the CRB or the CERB, uh, you can still now earn up to about $1,000 a month and collect CERB. 
they don't expect you to have absolutely no income because some people are still working and they're working part-time and they're able to collect the CERB. And that's really what should you what you should be doing. I mean, if that opportunity is there for you, you know, your family's looking at you, your kids are watching on you, you know, what's going on? They're seeing how you act. They're seeing what you do. If you decide, oh, it's free money and I'm just going to sit back and do nothing. Well, it doesn't bode well for the future. It doesn't bode well for, you know, life lessons for the people around you. Partly, too, uh, that's that's really bothered me with this is, is the sudden collapse of people's financial houses. People were not prepared for a rainy day. We've been in this about six, eight weeks now. And, you know, experts have said for years, years, years way before I even started speaking uh, about money, you know, you need to have three to six months of a fund, of a savings, just in case something happens. And then what happens is, let's say you lose your job and during a regular economy, and if you've got three to six months of funds, then you start adding EI into that till you find another job. Maybe it stretches out that you get six to eight months. Before you really have to change anything great in your lifestyle. You know, before you really have to start cutting back. And for most people, that's going to be more than enough time to find a new job. It's going to be more than enough time to get back on your feet, get back out there, start something new. But people haven't done that. You know, if your financial house collapsed as soon as this happened, you were in a financial mess before it began. And what I mean by that is that, you know, just because somebody said you could afford something, you can afford this car on an 84-month payment plan. Well, then, no, you can't. You can't afford the car. If you can't put three to six months of expenses now for that car, if you're paying $200 uh, or $400 a month on that car, you need to put sixteen to 3200 away. In case you lose your job. If you go, well, I can't afford it. I, I don't have extra money to put away. Then you can't afford that car. That's what it comes down to. Affording the payment and affording what you need are two different things. Just because you can make a payment doesn't mean you can afford it. And for some of you, you know, it's time to just draw that line in the sand today. And say, going forward, I don't want this to happen again. I don't want to be in this position again. Because maybe we get through this pandemic. Who knows when the next one comes? Who knows when the next great fallout for something happens? You know, this isn't the first health pandemic or the first health crisis we've seen. It's it's by far the biggest for sure, but it's not the first one. You know, uh, the economy took a huge hit after nine one one. The economy took a huge hit in two thousand eight and nine. You know, whether we like it as Canadians or not, we're tied to the American economy, and part of that is just due to the fact that you know our government has allowed Canadian businesses to be bought up by American firms or Mexican firms. 
you know, or European firms. And there's not as many Canadian companies anymore. So when crisis happen and they contract, guess what? Who's going to be there looking out for the Canadians? So you need to plan for your future. You need to draw that line in the sand, as I said, and get yourself prepared for whatever happens next. You know, you need to focus on, uh, there's a saying that says, do what you have to do today to do what you want to do tomorrow. And that means get your house in order. If you, if you want to have a vacation, when this is all over and we're safe, we can safely fly again, and you want to go down to uh, the Dominican or Cuba or, you know, where, wherever you want to go and you want to go on vacation, you have to do what you need to do today to do what you need to do what you want to do tomorrow. That means you start now planning for that vacation, planning, putting the money away. We don't get to that time and go, oh, I'm in a good financial position again. I can get a line of credit and we can go on vacation. No, then you can't afford that vacation. And it's regardless of whether you feel or rightly or wrongly so that you deserve a vacation, it doesn't matter. You can't afford that vacation. You don't go. You pay for that vacation up front. You sock away the money for that vacation. You sock away for the money for those cars. You know, you invest for your future, your retirement, even if it's a little bit by month, by month. And I mean, as of today, you're just looking at what they call the four walls. You want to look at food, transportation. And guess what? Public transportation is still a form of transportation. People don't like it, but if you can't afford a car, again, not if somebody will sell you a car, but if you really can't afford a car, you can't afford the insurance, the maintenance, the upkeep, and actually buy it, public transportation is the way you go. So you look at your food, your transportation, your utilities, and your shelter. Those are your four walls you need to take care of today. If you're lucky... And you're still working, your significant other's still working, you, your essential businesses or you're part of essential services and you, and you still have jobs, then, you know, save as much as you can. But at the same time, don't change anything. Don't delay mortgage payments. Don't delay car payments. Don't delay student loan payments. Don't think, well, they're giving me an opportunity. No, all you're doing is adding it onto the back end, adding it onto later, and it's still going to cost you more. So if you're lucky enough that you're still essential, you even maybe have the opportunity to put more down. In today's world, with people not really being able to go out, not being able to do the things they used to do, go out for drinks, go out for food, you know, have all these great times, some people are saving more money than they ever saved before. Throw those at your debt. Let's work at getting debt free. Because ultimately what's going to happen is that the pandemic's going to slow down, ideally end. And I mean, medical-wise, I'm not really going to talk about it because I I, I don't have the education or, or you know, uh, to fully understand what it's going to take to defeat this thing. But at some point, the economy is going to come back. It always does. It's robust, it rebounds, and it usually goes to new heights. 
let's put ourselves in that position, doing what we have to do today to ride that economy right up, you know, to put ourselves in a place to be in a so much better financial position. The opportunity to, you know, maybe do things for ourselves and our family and our children or our loved ones or be in a position to give later. That's what we need to do. We need to be able to position yourselves now to move forward. I honestly think we're going to see some record bankruptcies coming out of this. Personal bankruptcies, small business bankruptcies. You know, there are a lot of small business people right now who are fearing as well. And and for them, they have the fear of that their business has been, you know, if not cut 100%, 40%, 50%, 60%, it's down. And people and families that relied on them, they have to lay off. And that's not easy. But they're doing what they have to do today to take care of themselves as well. And some of them are going to use some of these government incentives, the wage subsidy program. They take the opportunity to bring some people back. But most small businesses couldn't afford to keep paying people while the government figured out what the wage subsidy was going to be. Regardless of the fact they made it retroactive to March 15th, many companies couldn't carry it from March 15th to well into April, I think April around 27th, before you could even apply for this. Companies weren't in a position to do that. And if they were, great. That's fantastic. But most weren't. They're small. They're small and they have enough work or they had enough work for the people that they hire. And they're not necessarily making a ton of profit, but providing a good living. So they weren't able to have three or six months of expenses just socked away. Definitely what we need to do is just make not, not make any decisions out of fear. Right? Making a decision out of fear will lead to a bad decision, such as don't, don't sell all your investments right now. You know, if you're pulling out your RSPs, you're recognizing the losses that have happened over the last little while. If you're properly invested and you're in a proper plan, With the proper guidance, you'll weather this storm. And on the flip side, when the economy comes back, you'll come out stronger. Because you'll keep investing right now. You're buying good companies at cheaper prices right now. And when those companies rebound to past norms, you will benefit. There will be a huge upside benefit. You know, there's, there's people who did very well after 2008 and 2009 when the economy failed um, that were still in a good position. Some of them at that time took advantage of real estate when it crashed. You know, now up here in Canada, it hasn't really crashed that much, but we got to keep an eye on it. 
But there's people who found the right buying opportunities because there's people who had to get out because they couldn't afford their homes anymore. And they were able to buy in. And people look back now and go, wow, you're so lucky back in 2008 and nine, you were able to take advantage of that. Oh, must be lucky. It's not luck. And trust me, doing that, trying to take advantage in a downturn, and it's not a bad thing to take advantage of the marketplace, but taking advantage is still fear because we don't know how long the downturn is going to last. We love the fact right now that we're starting to see things reopen. That, that hopefully makes it feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Or you live in fear and say, well, there's going to be waves and waves of this, and this is just wave one done, and opening up means wave two is going to come. I don't know. But what I got to hope is the economy is going to start again sooner than later. People are going to go back to work. People are going to start spending money again on their homes, on vehicles, on things that they need. They're going to go over again. They're going to enjoy a Friday night. And that's going to be a great thing. And hopefully it's when the weather's warm. You know, as the summertime comes, people will be able to go out and enjoy some patios and feel safe doing it. And that's going to be fantastic. But we got to get there. And what we need to do or what you need to do is just focus on again right now. What do you have to do today to take care of tomorrow? You know, so if you're in a bad financial position, that's okay. It's okay. I'm not trying to shame you and I'm not intending to shame you if you're in a bad financial position. What I want to do is help give you the steps to get out. Help you figure out. How to budget. You know, most people tell me, oh, I hate to budget. Budgeting sucks. Yeah, well, so does working out sometimes for a lot of people, but it keeps you fit. Keeps you healthy. Budgeting keeps you healthy. Budgeting keeps your money healthy. It gives a job to every dollar you bring in and tells it where to go. Right? It assigns it a job to do. And you need to budget. And you need to eliminate debts. Debts just suck the spending power out of everything that you make. So we need to eliminate those debts. One at a time. And that could take a month for some people. Could take 60 months. It doesn't matter. You need to work through it. You got to put your head down. You got to do the work. You got yourself into the trouble. Now do the work to get out of the trouble. And that way, after that going forward, you will feel financial peace. When the only thing you may owe is just your mortgage or your rent payment, but you have no other debts, no credit card, no car payments, nothing else. You pay for everything every month. You put money away. You invest money. You will feel so relieved. And that's what I want to help. I want to help bring you that financial peace. Right? As Canadians, you know, we're, like I said, we're tied to many other markets in the world um, because we don't have, in my opinion, enough Canadian businesses. So we're tied to other economies and how they're doing. 
So you need to put yourself in trouble because, or you need to just put yourself in a position to not get in trouble if something else happens. You know, if the fallout in the U.S. is bigger than it is up here, it's still going to hurt our economy. But you want to be able to weather that storm of their mistakes. You know, if the fallout happens in Mexico, England, the U.K., Spain, depending on what you know type of company you work for, you know, Japan, China. If they're having a fallout that's bigger and worse than ours, you want to be prepared to weather that because it's going to impact us here. Unfortunately, that's the price of a global economy. So let's be smart. Let's make the right decisions. Let's not live in fear. Let's start putting nothing but good news in. You know, and for everybody, getting that good news is is something different. It may be spiritual or religious. It may be, you know, uh, Zooming or Skyping with grandkids and reading them a good night story. It may be, you know, playing cards with your significant other. Something you haven't done in a long time. Or Monopoly. Except in my house, Monopoly tends to lead to more fights. People don't like to lose. But in your house, it may not. So, you know, you, you need to do those things that, that create value for you. And value is not always a dollar figure, but create value for you in your life. You know, read things that will enrich your mind. You know, meditate if that's what it is before you go to bed. You know, get your rest. Get your sleep. You know, some people have probably chosen to uh, maybe even like drink their way through this. As opposed to facing it, they're going to deal with it another way. But you know what? There's healthier things that we can do. So let's do those healthy things. Let's do what we can do to make tomorrow better. And as the weather gets warm, for some of you, um, it's going to be going out and weeding and doing work in the garden. And just being able to enjoy the sun and, you know, the wind and being outside in nature. Let's do those things. Let's go forward and build healthier lives from this point forward. Healthier mentally. If you can, healthier physically. And definitely healthier financially. So if you take anything away from this. You know, let me say, take care of your four walls today. Food, transportation, utilities, shelter. Take care of those four things. Focus on what you need to do every day. The positive. Focus on the positive. Don't live in fear. Don't share the fear. It's out there. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but don't focus on it. You want to filter the happy things. You want to filter the good things. You want to filter things that are healthy for your mind. And when you do that, each day will get a little bit easier. And we'll start to come out of this. And we'll start to see improvements in the economy. And heck, for some of you that may have even lost your job or been furloughed. And let's be honest, some of you that have been furloughed, there won't be a job to go back to. But a lot of Canadians don't even like their job. It's not uncommon to see a high percentage of Canadians say, I hate my job or I dislike my job. Maybe you now find a job that you enjoy going to every day. 
Maybe you go, you know what? I had to go through two, three, four months of this horrible pandemic and finding a new job. But in the long run, it was worth it. I'm now doing a job that I love. I'm happier going, getting up and going to work. I'm happier coming home. There's going to be a lot of positive coming out of this. You just got to decide what it is you want to focus on. You got to decide what is happiness for you. And you know what? Each day I'm going to try and drop you guys a, a message on here, mostly financial messages, because that's what I do. Some are going to be three minutes, four minutes. Some like this are going to be 25 minutes. But please, you know, if you disagree with me, it's fine. Send me emails. Comment on my site. Tell me you disagree with me. It's okay. I've never claimed to be perfect, but that's okay. I've just seen what works for so many different people. So let's come out of this stronger, healthier, and a little bit wiser. Until I talk to you guys again, my name's Ken Lane. I'm the Canadian Money Monk, and I want to bring you financial peace. Take care.